0: This is The
1: Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, December 10th, 2021, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. A balmy 78 degrees. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Austin, Texas author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey Hey guys And sitting in, uh, we're very sad Derek Miner will not be joining us on today's show He has very important things to do That are more important than this show um, And uh, so joining us, relevant senior editor, Tyler Huckabee Hey man, Howdy What happened there? <laughs> it's your, is we're there just anything? letting what, it what hang out there for a little, little bit? Pause? <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a four second delay
2: Though no, I said how right away? But
3: I think it's tech. No,
2: no, 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 you did not. <laughs> No, you didn't was, say, how do you write it right away?
4: No, I, I like that Tyler's
3: already playing this, like, subliminal g- game with a listener. Like, what I'm about to say is important, so just wait right there. Wait for it.
2: Like, we were all hanging. We were like, <laughs> people, it didn't sound, I think it was a dilemma, but I like the idea that maybe from now on, I just kind of give it a give it a beat, make them think, like, they're like, did I miss it? Did, is the stream cutting out hey, on did, me a little bit? And yeah, then I just come through with the,
1: howdy. Hey, you're the... You're the correspondent from like Belgrade, you know, or it's like the satellite <laughs> phone where it's like the, the delay. Well,
3: it, it's funny. I started watching that like Beatles, uh, you know, doc that's on Disney Plus. Because yeah. uh, you're, got-
1: you're in your 60s now.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I had zero interest in this because I'm not it's a, a Beatles. It's a pretty I,
2: interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty but, interesting but then
3: I, But then everyone started talking about it, and all the memes started going around, and I listened to a podcast about it. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot, even though I, could, I, I'm just not a Beatles fan. But well, all that to say is like Ringo Barrett, like. It's like I don't even know if the guy speaks. During, like the whole time he's just sitting there, but he's given he gives very Tyler vibes where he's sits he sits back just slightly when people tell him like Ringo make a beat for this one and they like do a little number. Wait, there's a delay. Well, who,
1: who, who, who was that? Who was that that you just that was an off camera
3: the producer. There's a oh, lot oh, of like oh, Spinal oh. Tap figures just wandering around in the background of <laughs> yeah. this documentary, and you're not sure what their role are. Like there's one guy who seems to be brought into this whole film just to strike a metal. Anvil with a hammer in one song like a cowbell and he just wanders mm-hmm. around for the entire two-week duration of the documentary but anyway all, all i have to say is tyler gets very ringo vibes with his posture and just sort of that suspended delay is like is ringo okay is tyler all right is, okay?
2: <laughs> okay. is that my vibe is everybody always wondering if i'm like well, because i agree i've watched this and i'm really enjoying this but ringo ringo star is the nap king of of the rock and roll scene because Paul Paul McCartney and John Lennon will be arguing about a song up front, and George is kind of the moody guy off to the side, like he's on his own creative plane. And Ringo's just he's taking a little trip to the doze zone. He's he, yeah. he's he's on slumber. He's just wait. Like, you guys, wake me up when you get this hashed out, and I'll and I'll play the drums. And I love it. I I is greatly he, admire. Uh, it. Hold on. It, Question: Not as a non-Beatle
1: fan and having not watched yeah. the documentary, is he? sleepy all the time because of substances in his ironically, body, do you think? Ironically,
3: okay. they establish... In the first scene of the film, that Ringo is clean. Like, unless I'm misinterpreting yeah. that. Now, the other members of the group, John Lennon, you know, John Lennon seems like he could be at a phase in his life where he was experimenting with various substances. But he basically invented the Jim look at the camera before Jim Halpert. Like the documentary is bickering between like Paul McCartney and various people wandering through this studio and, and meek little John Lennon with his like hipster hair just looking at the camera just like Jim Halbert, like directly at the viewer that he knows is going to be watching this 60 years from now and just going like, this is awkward, isn't it, guys? Like, that is a huge portion of the film.
1: Think about that, though. Like, okay, so now we document everything. But like Mm -hmm. 60 years ago, it was a major investment to buy film. And to like have a crew and like, why? I mean, I don't know the hubris. Why would well, they think that well, 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 they're they, behind the scenes?
3: Was they got approached uh, by NBC. It is like, hey, and the construct of it is like, even if you're not a Beatles fan, I will say this. If you're someone who's just a fan of the creative process and collaboration, um, yeah. uh, this is. Well, creative a, a,
1: process. Yes. Collaboration, though. No.
3: Okay, but, but that's why that's what makes this so interesting is because they, they basically took the greatest songwriters, you know, no matter what you think about, you know, your personal feelings about the music, they, you know, they are arguably some of those important songwriters who ever lived. And they're incredible, I mean, genius level musicians. And sure. so, but they put them in this warehouse in the, in the, on the, and you learn this in the first five seconds of the film. They put them in a warehouse. This happened in 1967. The Beatles were put into this warehouse, this soundstage, and told in two weeks from now, um, you have to, uh, in the next two weeks, you have to write, record, and perform 14 brand new songs. Go. And we're going to film it and make it a TV special. So the TV special ended up this one hour little documentary primetime film. But Peter Jackson got 168 hours of footage over this two-week period and used all his Lord of the Rings magic to bring it back to like 2020 standards. And you get this eight-hour look at what these, this, the most genius songwriters in the world working together to make an album in two weeks. It reminded me kind of of Kanye, honestly. Like, it's the same vibe as what he did with his last album on Instagram, essentially.
4: So there was a movie that came out a long time ago. And now oh, they TV's got new footage. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, the rest of the okay. footage because
2: it's they're pretty long. And I don't know if you thought yeah. of this, Jesse, but one thing I've been thinking about a lot watching it is we hear a lot about the like the coming, you know, uh, meta media viewing experience where we're wearing the headset and you can look around and you're in the movie itself. And this feels as close to that as you can get without actually having a headset on. You really feel like you're watching. A creative process. You you know you get your you're there in the studio while there. it can be it can sometimes it's kind of boring sometimes it's tense tempers flare egos are colliding and then sometimes something kind of amazing happens they're like oh wow this is a really good song and then we get let it be out of that and it's very it can it's I was Wait, surprised is that, is at that what happens much...
1: like it was icon- iconic music actually came out of this it, it, two it week. is
3: unbelievable I mean honestly yeah you see it's, it's the magical. Song, get Back, The song Get Back, Get Back, Get Back, like that song, Uh Paul McCartney pulls out of thin air like in the course of about 45 seconds and you see the other band just kind of wandering around, grab the instruments and starts playing. Can I remember that time years ago we were at that Future Islands concert and the power went out and the lead singer just started singing a cappella, and the drummer started playing because they didn't need power and then the bass amp came on. Imagine experiencing that like live music geniuses sinking into these weird magical pockets on and off for two weeks. That's what this movie is.
1: The thing that's crazy to me is, again, having not watched it, don't care about the Beatles. uh, Two weeks, 14 days, or they need 14 songs, you said, to write it, record it, and perform them. That's a song a day from nothing to performance. That's crazy. Why? (laughs) You know I mean? It's like, that's like such an arbitrary pressure cooker. What? It, well, John Lennon
3: know. says in that it, because they were going through like kind of this time where they were kind of dabbling in substances. Everyone's kind of they're fighting. They might break up and they're talking about the tremendous pressure. And John Lennon says to Paul McCartney at one point, I always do my be- best work when my back is against the wall. So let's yeah. do this. I
1: you know? mean, hey, I, I always my in my life professionally, like I'm a procrastinator. And then at that last surge, at, the that deadline, that, that 11th hour
3: <sighs> yeah.
1: focus, And I just like, why couldn't I have harnessed this? <laughs> you know, it, early in the process.
3: The, and you get the impression of creative people need it. They need that pressure. They need yeah. absurd deadlines. They need the odds stacked against them. And that's why it's so fascinating whether you care about The Beatles or not. It's like, wow, there's elements that I feel like of this film everyone can relate to that's engaged in a creative process.
4: You know, it's interesting. Yeah, you... My husband used to host this thing called 7 and 7 and it would be for art, for creatives. Isn't that a whiskey? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but maybe you could have 7 and 7. Well, was, that's a drink. You would get like Seagram oh, 7 with 7Up, yeah. yeah. So that's he would host 7 and 7, and it was for, he mainly focused on songwriters, but it was to write a new song and get a demo, so just on your phone, whatever, for seven days. And then we would have this gathering at our house where people would perform one of them. It was really cool to see artists, like, really commit every yeah. single day. And some of these have people had full-time jobs, you know, they didn't just get, get to sit around in a warehouse for seven days. Uh, but it did, it forced them to use that creative muscle of, I have to write and complete and record a song today.
1: I yeah. you know it, it, I I am not a worship leader but that's interesting you said that about your husband who is and cuz that's what Maverick City Music does I mean that Maverick City Music was literally there's songwriter sessions they would come together in the round with nothing create together and then boom there's magic there's yeah. an album and and I and then you hear that so many especially worship artists do that they'll they'll go and they'll do songwriting together and stuff yeah. and it's such a weird thing to me as a non-musician to mm-hmm. think like I'm going to schedule an appointment to show up with no ideas with people that I've not worked with and we are going to create something that then, if it's good, it's will crazy. be sung for the rest of my life. You yes. know, like what an interesting pressure yeah. to like and, walk mm-hmm.
3: into. And that, and that's like what makes this one. It's like, okay, what if we put the best to ever do it in that room? And it's yeah. like, all right, I'm in. I'll watch, see what happens, you know?
1: Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, today's show is brought to you by Disney Plus.
3: <laughs> 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 Subscribe now. Also, Home Sweet watch. Home Alone. Huge disappointment, guys. Huge. Speaking watch that about... with the kids on Disney Plus. That all all the good, like uh, you know, capital Disney Plus had built for me for this unexpected thing that I ended up really have enjoyed. Home Sweet Home Alone is terrible. Okay? Like, <laughs> did you guys watch it yet? This sounds no, like a no, no, mixture no, no. of I watched like... the original
1: Home Alone last weekend with my kid though. Okay. The yeah, thing uh, is, it's...
3: This one exists in like the extended McAllister universe, like in this universe, there's like Home Alone, at least Home Alone one and two with Kevin McAllister happened. Okay. We okay. know that because. So Macaulay Culkin uh, is in the world. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Like the McAllister family from the first film is grown up in this world and kind of has some weird adjacencies that are kind of – the plot is so convoluted. It's like figuring out the the plot of Knives Out at the end of it. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> There's a doll? Like, but anyway, d- despite the convoluted plot, like – the the they tried to do a thing where and I'm not giving anything away because it's pretty evident from the the trailer. Hey, nobody the, cares. I don't, I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> the okay. robbers. Okay. Tell us. The great thing about the robbers in the original Home Alone is like yeah. they were like comically evil, right? Like you yeah. wanted to see them mm-hmm. get hurt because yeah. like they're destroyed. They're they're doing like aquatic vandalism at every stop. Like I don't know if any of you guys had a house flood before. Yeah, I mean it's basically the total bandits. Loss. Yeah, the exactly. Bandits. They are jerks yeah. and they get they deserve what's coming to him in this film, yeah. it's like this sad, it's like Rob Delaney, the comedian, the sad sap kind of suburban, you know, <laughs> husband and dad who has been out of work for quite some time and, you know, trying to make it up to his like very patient wife. And they kind of scheme to get something back from a home that they think was stolen from them. And they are the victims of. Of the Home Alone, first violence I could yeah. accept because it was like Tom and Jerry. This is like, oh my gosh, Ellie Kemper may never walk right again. Like that, <laughs> they, she, that, that's horrific. Like I left, like this isn't funny. Like she might be permanently maimed from that. Like it, it's not enjoyable for me. Yeah. All right,
1: well that's also on Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah, you know, my my kids. Uh, I, I'm surprised he's he's at that age where I thought he would start disconnecting, like he's too cool for Christmas stuff, but he's like. He's talked to me about. He's like really into Christmas stuff, and I think it's almost like I think he's like grasping on to the last moments of his childhood, and he wants to just like do Christmas. So like we're watching Christmas movies every night. Saturday we're doing a Christmas movie marathon. We're gonna go like it's just I'm loving this. This is great. So we we're debating like our best favorite Christmas movies of all time, and you know we have very different lists. His is his is Home Alone. uh, His is uh. The Santa Claus Two, he says is the best Christmas movie of all time. That's like, a hot take. take.
2: Oh, that's a hot take. I'm like, Mine's
1: Elf. Right. What's y'all's? Mine, mine's Elf. Elf. Maybe National Lampoons, but Elf is probably number
4: one. I we watched it last night. We love Elf. Yeah, you know Elf we go see yours. it every Christmas day. We go to Christmas Day oh, to see
2: oh, wow. it at the Alamo. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's kinda cool. That's a cool tradition. But I I am yeah. a sucker for that for that Muppet Christmas Carol movie with Michael Caine. I think that I think it's that's a great movie ball. That's a good one. All
3: right. We we we're even though my kids are probably too young for it, we watch Christmas. We've already watched Christmas Vacation as a family twice. Um, of course, they're, they're gonna, too young for it. That fast forward is scandalous. a couple of parts or what? No, I mean we they watch the like my both of my children who are who what do are they six think is eight. going
1: on at the glove counter with the, um, the yeah? The, yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> listen, listen. I was raised in a household where any um, we me, we you can watch whatever. My my seven and eight, my six year old has basically. Binge watch The Office already, so it's just I've what? just I've just accepted. <laughs> I don't let my be...
1: I, I literally look through the episode list to find ones where there isn't heavy sexual innuendo in it. It's very rare to have an appropriate Office episode. Look, just FYI, I'm not.
3: I, I try to mute when I can. Okay, I try to jump <laughs> up and mute when I can. But they've, you know, again,
4: it happens. The thing about sexual innuendos when you're six, though, you don't get it. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. I watched Grease when I was little. Like I knew all the words, and then I got older, and I was like, oh my gosh, this. Is A terrible movie for like a seven year old to be watching. I
1: was the same with Two Life Crew in high school. I had no idea what they're talking about, and then now, I know that was bad. That was raunchy. Who who
2: knew? (laughs) I'm kidding. Two Life Crew is a scandalous rap group from the early '90s. I did. I really didn't know though. Like that's what I remember of those. Like whenever, whatever slipped through my parents. My parents were pretty careful about what we watched when I was a little kid. But whenever it, whatever slipped through the filter. Truly did not make an impression on me. I, I, it just was not, it wasn't until way later that I was like, Oh yeah, that was now I know what that was about, but it didn't, I don't think set me on a path for deviancy because, after your, you know, after you got married,
3: you're like, Oh, yeah," when the, when oh. my wife finally explained it all. <laughs> oh. when, when Liz took you to your first R rated movie, uh, after, on your honeymoon,
2: Jack was drawing. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh we have a great show in store for you today coming up later we have actress alexandra ship and actor robin de jesus they are both in the new film tick tick boom they join us uh also we have your feedback at the end of the show you don't want to miss that it's a great one um and hey before uh, we toss the next segment i want to remind everybody that right now at relevantstore.com, we have our big annual print edition of Relevant available for pre-sale. Pre-sale is almost over. It's going to ship pretty soon. So take advantage of it. Uh, for pre-sale, it's 20% off right now. You can get our annual print edition. It's this big, beautiful, premium coffee table experience of all the long-form content of Relevant throughout the year. So go check it out, relevantstore.com. Okay, right now, stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant News.
4: It's a marshmallow work in the winter. When the snow comes to cover the ground It's the time for play It's a whipped cream day I'll wait for it all year round Those marshmallow clouds being friendly In the arms of the evergreen tree
1: you're listening ready. to the Lone Bellow. The song is Marshmallow World. Uh, fun fact about this song: it is on one of our brand new Christmas Spotify playlists that we put together. For years and years, we always did a very relevant Christmas, uh, you know, album, and and since now we're in the streaming era, we are doing a very relevant Christmas playlist. We have four of them for your various. Christmas moods we've got A very relevant Christmas hip hop Very relevant Christmas party mix Unplugged mix And indie mix And uh, I think that track uh, Kicks off our Party mix go check it out Uh, You can just search for relevant Christmas on Spotify You'll find them there um, and yeah, subscribe to all of, all three of them. We actually are, we keep adding songs each week as more artists are releasing new Christmas tracks. So yeah, check that out or a little gift to you guys. Okay. Well, today's show is brought to you by better help. Now, no matter who you are, your mental health has a serious impact on your life. It affects your work, your family, finances, your dating life, and even your relationship with God. So taking care of your mental health is a huge part of living the best life you can. But too often we put off therapy as something that's only for people facing serious issues or or we wait until we're facing a real crisis before we reach out for help. The truth is therapy isn't a worst case scenario and getting set up with a good therapist now will ensure that you have the resources to deal when life's emergencies do come up. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. And uh, right now, Relevant Podcast listeners get a special deal. You can sign up for Better and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com relevant. That's betterhelp.com slash relevant okay it's time for relevant well since uh tyler's on the show today uh, joining us from uh east texas relevance associate editor downtown emily brown
0: hey downtown hey how's it going (laughs) what's going on this week um well you know one of these days i'm gonna get on and just get to talk about celebrity pop culture but unfortunately (laughs) there's my love language, yes. But unfortunately, there's actual real things going on in the world. So we'll have to hold the Kardashian update for some other time. Um, we are, uh, there's actually a really interesting um, release that just came out from Bible Gateway, which is an on, online biblical database. Um, and they, they research a lot of things, but one of the things they look into is the year's most searched terms and verses from the Bible. Uh, and a lot of times this doesn't change from year to year, you know, words like love or John three sixteen always what people are looking up. But every now and then, depending on where we are in pop culture, certain things pop up more. And this year, the word sorcery was the most what? searched term. The um, most? Uh, the most searched um, Bible um, Bible uh, term.
3: I-, I think I know. Yeah, I think I know why. Yeah, yeah. Oh I'm why do you think Jesse I think well from what I have seen and I could be told I haven't seen this study but I've seen I've seen people u- reference the word sorcery because like in the Greek or Hebrew or, or the original language of the book of Revelation some people believe that the root word of it is the same word that we take the root of vaccine from mm-hmm. and they're oh, trying to link I'm they're trying them. to link the, concept on the money. <laughs> They're trying to link the concept of vaccines and the warnings about how sorcery will usher in the end times. They're they're basically you know gaslighting, gullible. See, what did they think about the polio epidemic? Were or they talking every about the They've had their yeah, whole life. I mean, life. come on. Ask <laughs> <Ashley, laughs> <Ashley. laughs> the Apostle John, Jamie, when he was on the <laughs> island of
0: Patmos, <laughs>
3: dictating this. They all this. Have been vaccinated.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Jesse is exactly right. Uh, you know, sorcery or witchcraft has been gaining a little bit of momentum. you know. There's a lot of shows that have mentioned it, but the big reason is because uh, a lot of just conspiracy theorists are trying to connect this, trying to change the meaning of a Greek word that's been the same for thousands of years to mean <laughs> vaccine in modern medicine when that is not yeah, what it means at all. Specifically
1: the new vaccine. Yeah. not Yeah, yeah.
0: specifically the right. COVID vaccine. That's what right. the Greeks were talking about. Um, <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's just an interesting, it's so interesting how... Um, a lot of times I think, you know, we think of anti or conspiracy theories in general, we think of them kind of on the fringe. But the fact that this was the fastest growing search term shows that there are a lot of people that are looking into this and that are hearing um, these theories and these rumors. Um, and it's just something that we as Christians need to be aware of so that we can speak truth into it and say, this is not what that means. And this is not. But, but Paul do meant. we know that?
2: Do we know <laughs>
0: That. Can't well danny goki
2: uh was tweeting about it danny goki yes. danny, danny goki yeah. was tweeting. yeah he he was like about
4: it as in i'm for this or like this is crazy he was
2: some i believe if it. i remember correctly and emily you can correct me on this if i remember correctly a governor i can't remember which one the governor of a state was talking about the importance of getting vaccinated and danny goki responded in the tweet with a verse about sorcery and uh, oh you know his gosh. then goes into the Greek root word, which means it's like pharmacaeus or pharma, something that sounds kind of like pharmacy, oh, which is where somebody saw pharma in the Greek. Yeah, right, right, right? Yeah. But but,
3: I, but, I, but here's the thing, guys. Listen, if there's one thing I've learned about theological insights, it's there yeah. are two reliable sources. One, tell me, are former American Idol t- contestants, stern Christian music stars. Two, they <laughs> right. have nothing else to gain from this. Clearly, two. <laughs> right. yeah. Two are people. Who have the self-imposed professional title of prophet yeah. and probably have a business card that says "prophet so and so"? Here's my business card because we know yeah. that's what the prophets of the yeah. Old Testament probably did. Right. You know, right. yes. those yeah. seem to be the type of people who are pushing this. You know, yeah. like and, and I'm not I'm not throwing shade on Danny Goki. I don't I don't know anything about his character. You but, can shade him.
0: That's okay. But, but he doesn't seem. I
3: mean, he just it doesn't seem like it's not like Inti right here. You know, doing exegesis right. on the original Latin of some obscure obscure, you know, biblical reference. And, you know, a lot of the other people that are seem to be advocating this are people who, you know, raise money because of their prophetic abilities that uh, in the last, uh, I don't know, six years have not always been accurate. So careful where (laughs) you're getting theology from, you know, but again, I think that's a pretty obvious observation, but that's who seems to be perpetuating this.
0: Obvious wow. to some, not obvious to everyone. So uh,
1: Danny Goki sorcery, mm. no idea. Pharma, that's that's it. It's the pharma connection. It's the big pharma. Jamie, yeah. you,
0: the, the look of disdain
3: in your face. I feel like yeah. I'm looking around the cubes right now, and I see mostly bemusement. If I had to read expressions, <laughs> except for Jamie, which is just well, it's because disdain. you
1: besmirched the
2: good name of Danny Goki,
3: and <laughs> that is the no, sacred name. Yeah, no, 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 I no, but but, but, oh, but Jamie, no, Danny Jamie
2: voted every day for Danny Goki. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> she was she was texting Ryan Seacrest personally. Yeah. Yeah, she Jamie. used up
1: all of her minutes and all of her texts that month to get <laughs> Danny Goki to win.
3: But, but Jamie, real talk, like all, all of us were kind of clowning, but you you seem to have genuine sort of disdain for this type of uh, well, theological Well, I do lead.
4: get very, very frustrated when people try to grab at something theological, like you said, and try to grab and make it fit, whatever they're feeling. And I also, you look back at the year and I'm like, all these people who are so angry about you know the covid vaccine yet i only want to hear from someone if they've been angry about every vaccine that's ever come along like i'll listen to you if you've never taken a vaccine like you can speak to me but if you've taken all of them and then this one it's frustrating i mean i was listening to a podcast the other day and i can't remember his name but he's dr fauci's boss okay so he's way up there and he was talking about how chris she was so upset with christian's about the vaccine (laughs) what (laughs) He
1: just said God. Was like, <laughs> oh, <geez>. God.
4: <laughs> um, I was <laughs> I was talking to God the other day you No, know, and um, he said that he was, he's a believer and he's like, you know, Christians you are so upset because they'll say we don't trust this vaccine because it's too fast. And he's like, it's fast because we've been working our butt off to get this vaccine so that we can save people's lives. And so right. it's frustrating to me when I'm here, people pick and t- about theological terms that they made up to try to go against the argument that, is dumb because you you got, I'm sh- guaranteed you got the chickenpox vaccine before you go to fifth grade. I mean, you know, it just uh-huh. makes me mad.
2: Or before you go overseas to do missionary work. Yes. For crying out loud. Yes. Yeah. Every time yeah. I've gone on international,
1: you know, faith work, I've had to get, I have had to get like a whole six or seven different shots. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's part of be, keeping people safe.
3: And, and the thing yeah. is like, it's just such a bad look to, to like be like, I went to an event this week where was, I don't need to get to the details, something for uh, an organization. My kids are involved with It's a Christian organization. It was held at a big church. And we got there and there was no, and and, and there was almost, we're crammed in this area in single file line almost no one there is wearing mask, you know? And, you know, I asked one of the people working there, I said, hey, listen, is there any kind of requirements for the people who are working with the children of, of mask or vaccines or anything? Because I get a lot of stuff and, and people genuinely are pretty cautious, especially if they're working for an organization or representing sure. a business or representing something to, to, to at least make the people on the other end, you know, comfortable, comfortable, whether that's with mask or some sort of notification about vaccine status. You know, they're putting the needs of other people people in front of their own sort of preferences. And the person just looked at me, he's like, that's, that's, we leave that up to people's choice here. And it was like this level of disdain. It's like the church has become feels pretty unsafe. Like I get kind of anxiety when there's events at like churches and stuff, because I know they're going to be completely dismissive. A lot of them are going to be completely dismissive of those concerns compared to every secular institution who seems to be taking it seriously for the benefit of the community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) All that to say, Danny Goki witchcraft has been <laughs> rigging the results at Biblegateway.com.
2: I did there's a fun little PS to this story, which is that I was I was writing up some of the report here and I was like, I wonder, you know, the the, the word witchcraft here, is this something that that witches would consider to be like would they link vaccines to their own spiritual practice so i just shot like into the ether on twitter like hey do i know any witches out here and uh, is that why you tweeted
1: that i was wondering is why, why you yeah, tweeted that is why. <laughs> and okay a couple,
2: a couple very kind
1: <laughs> one night tyler just said do i know any witches yeah, i'm like I, I, what? I saw
3: he said where are my witches at and, <laughs> <Where> and <laughs> witch <is> at? <laughs> i was like tyler that's odd that's odd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious and a couple and I and a, a couple reached out very kindly. I appreciate that. And uh, we spoke we, we spoke a little bit about it, and I was just curious and I won't get into all of the all of the nuances and details that we got into. But the answer is no, uh, I don't think that uh, that this is considered the, the witch community was did not consider vaccinations to be linked at all to their practice either. So I would say that the conspiracy theorists pushing this are pretty much on their own and this interpretation no matter how i I don't know
1: uh you know one of the things that i read on the internet anthony fauci uh closet warlock closet warlock he
2: is that right yeah yeah was that who you were talking to jamie yeah the like head warlock of his coven or something listen i
3: i consulted a ouija board and it definitively said no take the vaccine so you guys, I was, you tell me. You know what? You tell oh me. My if God. you you can break down the
1: pilot episode of Bewitched, and if you look oh, at the timestamps oh. every uh-huh. thirty, yeah, it spells out. C O V
2: I D. It's it's yeah. just it's, it's yeah. weird. Wake up, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wake up, sheep. They're watched. always doing that stuff in
1: college. <laughs>
4: is she twitching her nose like nineteen times for COVID nineteen? Nineteen, yeah, nineteen, <laughs> yep.
1: that's, that's uh, really 19 twitches. Yeah, pretty scary. All right, <laughs> <Pretty> scary. <laughs> that'll do. For relevant news. We're covering a lot over the site, not just not just which fake witchcraft. Yeah, which Bible <laughs> verses. Um, check it out. Uh, Make relevant of for your daily web. Viewing and uh, follow us on all the socials for the latest. Thanks, downtown. See y'all. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Alexander Ship and Robin De Jesus join us.
5: Black Jesus, Black Santa Claus, all black everything. Holla at the dog. Black Santa Claus coming to town. Black Santa Claus coming to town. Yeah. Black Santa Claus coming to town. Black Santa Claus coming to town. Hey.
1: I know you didn't think Santa Claus is going to have all the fun.
6: Hair did, nails did, what we talking about?
1: You're listening to Bishop, Frederick Barr, and Derek Minor. The song is Black Santa. And yeah, I'm playing it because Derek's not on the show today, but man, I love that track. It's a great song. It is a great song. And a little fun fact, right at the beginning of the song, Derek's son makes an appearance too. So uh, that is on the Very Relevant Christmas Hip Hop Uh, playlist over on Spotify. Go check it out. Well, today's show is also brought to you by UHSM. Are you tired of the rising cost of healthcare? We are, which is why we're excited to tell you about UHSM. Unite Health Share Ministries, or UHSM, is a Christian health sharing ministry that will put your health first. Health sharing is not insurance. The programs at UHSM are member-based fellowships where faithful people can take charge of their own healthcare. UHSM offers different programs to meet any and all of your needs. They also offer Telehealth options, so you can access healthcare at the touch of a button. For more information, head over to uhsm.org or contact a representative at 1-800-900-8476. Again, that's uhsm.org. For more info, or contact a rep at 800-900-8476. Well, our guests today are Alexandra Shipp and Robin De Jesus. Alexandra is an actress who you'll recognize from films like Straight Outta Compton, X-Men, Apocalypse, and Love, Simon. Uh, Robin has performed on and off Broadway in musicals like Wicked, Aladdin, and In the Heights. And now you can see them together in the new Netflix musical drama, Tick Tick Boom. We sat down with them to talk about living life in the arts and the difficulty of being a creative person during difficult times. Here's Alexander Shipp and Robin De Jesus. This is the life of Bobo. Bo, Bo, Bo. This is the life of Boba Bobo. Bo. This is the life of Boba Bobo now. Showers in the kitchen, there might be some soap. Dishes in the sink, but your teeth if you can cope. Toilets in the closet, you better hope there's a light
2: bulb in there. That's
1: today! Revolving door roommates, prick up your ears!
2: first off, congratulations. What a movie. I, I, I told everybody else, I'm not a big musical guy, but this one I really, really worked on me. I thought it was just excellent. So congratulations on, on making a believer out of me. Um, and I was curious to, to get your thoughts on this. I think one of the themes here is is how you hold on to the, uh, the love of creative energy and of being an artist even when there's a lot of pressure on you and when it's not just, just not going very well. And as to people who are in a creative industry and are artists yourselves, I'm wondering if that's something that you've personally experienced and how you've faced that in your own life and your own careers.
6: Ooh, he saw me. You, you felt me because I was feeling something, you know, it, 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 for, for me, the thing that comes up and, and you've heard me talk about this before. Um, I was having these many panic attacks during the early stages of the film. And, and that had been something that I had been experiencing for a while of of my creativity being in conflict with my ego and like my addiction to perfection and wanting everything to look and be a certain way. And when it didn't, how I, how I would sort of lose myself in the moment and, and like not know how to act. I felt like I was I didn't know how to tell the truth, you know? And I've been working on that. There's a lot, there's therapy, there's spiritual work, all that stuff. But there was one specific day where I was really, really not doing well and and i felt a bit of a panic attack coming on and and something happened that pulled me out of it and, and part of it was in relationship to like lynn and the, the joy that he brings and the presence that he brings and the reminders that like we came to play we came to have a good time is this real is this real there's a very specific uh, thing that happened that made me go, Oh my God, I'm creating drama. Like I'm, how fortunate am I that I'm number two on the call sheet with Andrew Garfield, with you, Lynn Manuel's directing it. Steven Levinson is, 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 has written this gorgeous role that most other people wouldn't give me a role this media, you know? So now I'm here as the son of, of parents who never got to finish high school, who are factory workers and domestics and, and in one generation, look at how much can happen. Why would I choose to focus and create drama?
2: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Have you all, have you all felt that, uh, that you, you mentioned panic attacks, but even just generally that sense of fear that like, I'm running out of time. Like, am I doing that? i making the most of my life right now is, uh, yeah. How do you face that? Or, and did you find anything in this movie as you are working on it that really helped you or inspired you to overcome some of those fears that I think everybody feels sometimes?
5: Yeah. I mean, everybody feels them. I felt them multiple times in my life, you know, as actors were independent contractors and sure. when there are highs, they're real high. And when they're lows, they're real low. I mean, the entertainment industry is, clinically diagnosed bipolar <laughs> and <laughs> yep. and we have to find our our footing you know uh and what's beautiful about this movie and jonathan larson's body of work is that he speaks really truthfully about that
3: cages or wings, cages or wings? which do you prefer
5: What it's like to be an Arvist artist? <laughs> Arvist. It's been a long week. <laughs> it, well, I was gonna say a starving yeah. <laughs> artist, and then like it turned into an Arvist, uh, which sounds about right. Um, we're starvists artists Mm -hmm. are starving we are are not only hungry for work we're hungry for inspiration we're hungry for our passion you know and um not everyone has to be an artist to be a Mm starvest you know what i mean we we starve for the things that fill us up that make Mm -hmm. us happy and uh as long as we're doing some semblance of that even if it is jonathan Rolling around with his his, his keyboard, I you know that. what I mean? Even still, like that's that's still a hunger, and the hunger mm-hmm. keeps us
6: going. They're singing happy birthday. Just wish you could run away. Who cares about a birthday? But
1: 3090?
6: Hey, can you be optimistic? You're no longer the ocean new.
1: That was Alexandra Ship and Robin de Jesus. Make sure to check out Tick, Tick, Boom. It is streaming on Netflix now. It's great. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback.
6: It was a missed Christmas. We stayed in the house. We covered our nose and covered our mouth. But it's Christmas time.
1: listening to this is no lie jimmy fallon ariana grande and megan the stallion it's a it's a song they released this week i think it was a joke but man the music video is legit they released it as a single it's called it was a dot 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 parentheses masked christmas it was a masked christmas oh man it's uh that one i believe appears on the a very relevant christmas party mix Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week on the show, how did how did we pro- how did this get prompted? I know I wanted recognition for,
4: for tackling the subway system of New York City.
1: That's right. You were very proud of tackling the subway oh. system, like a local, like a pro. Yeah. And nobody was there to give you your flowers, and and it got us thinking. We all do, we all have that thing, the little thing, like man, I'm really good at this, or I did a good job at that. Why won't anybody acknowledge it, and give me my flowers? So we asked you all. What's something you think you deserve recognition for, but nobody will give it to you? You hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and wherever we posted the question. Uh, here are some of our favorite replies.
3: I like Samantha's here. I'm really good at reading to kids. It doesn't sound like much, but I think I'm particularly good at this. The reason this stuck out is because I am too. Because I can see where the story's going and if it's going to be lame, and I'll just do a little twist. And you know what? They're kids. They don't know I'm just making it up and turning pages from here. You
1: do? See, I would I would read little kids and I'm like really good at all the voices and stuff and I enjoy. Oh, and I'm like man I'm really good I'm good I'm bringing this thing to life. You're you just change you the story, story if you don't oh, if yeah. you don't think it's compelling oh, yeah. enough. It's
3: like okay, <laughs> let me guess. The puppy's going to f- make a friend and find his way home. Okay, you know it would be much more cool if he slipped <laughs> through a portal and got in, you know was in a fight with a warlock in a, in a fantasy world. That seems like a cool story. That's not oh, a gosh. real snore.
4: Uh, <laughs> Katie Hobby said this I am really good at picking the correct size Tupperware for leftover food storage like oh, there'll be hard. some leftover soup yeah. and when I pour it in the plastic container it'll be near the top maybe just high enough to barely touch the lid when it's closed and listen that is a craft because I am not good at this I have to like try one out and then I gotta wash that one and try another one so kudos to you Katie congrats
2: Erica Lynn here said, uh, she she and this is uh, this is sincere, I'm absolutely killing it on the whole teaching fifth grade thing. It's been a hard year in schools. That's an understatement. But my kids were so engaged with our lesson on moon phases. They didn't want the class to end. And hey, shout out. We got a few things from teachers this year who were talking about how hard it's been and that they deserve recognition for it. And you absolutely do. Unprecedented year in teaching. And and you hit it out of the park. Anybody who made it through it deserves, uh, deserves recognition in my book. Uh, D. Teague. Wins. She, in my book, uh, she said
1: she she doesn't get recognition for it, but she deserves it. Listening to the Realm podcast for more than ten years. Thank Ooh. you. Congrats. Congrats. Yes, yeah. yeah. I love it.
2: Couldn't be me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like Sarah Tames Bears. Her skill is accurately guessing people's favorite Hold ice on. cream. What's the name? Sarah? Or no? What? What? Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, there Sarahs Tames. And then but it's it it's not like a lion tamer, right? Like that's not how that's spelled. It looks like her name, but then bears. So I don't know I don't know if she has one of these unique names that's a complete sentence. You know? I always like those uh-huh. the the you know what I mean? Like <laughs>
2: Yeah uh Oh yeah, I see it. Sayers tames bears. Yeah. Yeah. Sar- Sar- okay. Sayers tames bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Either way. Either way. It's seem, it could be a complete sentence, which uh, yeah, good for it. that could be a children's story right there. Sarah tames bears. I would oh, read yeah. that. Now, that seems like one I could pick up and I could tell. I'd be like, this could go a lot of directions tonight, kids. So it's about a, a, a lion tamer, a bear tamer. Like, I don't even know if there are people who tame bears professionally. Right? Either way, that's neither here nor there. Okay, that's um, not
4: her name, though. I looked her up. So she must tame bears okay so well what go. are you
3: taming them for like a lion tamer is a thing right but is is a bear
1: tamer not anymore not anymore they they've shut that down on Ringling they're not doing animal acts that, <laughs> well, as part of Ringling I bet she's right? a mom bear and she calls industry. her kids her
4: bears maybe still cooking I don't know okay what yeah. she say? I, I think, mean th-
1: I think she should be the subject of a new Netflix documentary series bear, about, bear, yeah, queen.
3: bear Queen Bear Queen Bear Queen oh, bear
1: I like
4: queen. it Sarah uh, Bear Queen
3: Either way, Sarah Exotic here. Um, uh, (laughs) Anyway, she says that she can accurately guess people's favorite ice cream flavor within minutes of meeting them. Uh, Okay, I have a couple thoughts about this. Like, if that's that's true, then I'm very impressed. But if it's some sort of like... Uh, you know, power of suggestion, you know, Penn and Teller mind freak type uh-huh. of thing where it's like, Jamie, if I if I just think of a really good ice cream flavor, that's pretty unassailable, say cookies and cream, because I feel like that might not be anyone might not say that's my favorite. But once they start thinking about cookies and cream, they're like, ah, that's probably my favorite. Like, Jamie, I just did what? the
4: same thing. I just went, ha, huh, Yeah, I really like cookies and cream. Sure.
3: See, th- she does. <laughs> I wonder if she's got some <laughs> trick like that going, like planting the seed and then like, I bet it's cookies and cream. I don't know. I'm going to see the Sarah. trick for myself. Sarah Tames Bears.
1: <laughs> maybe that's how we she tames the bears she gives them subliminal mm-hmm. suggestions
3: yeah like you want to uh-huh. sit
1: down bear mm-hmm. yeah. you she's want very to very talented yeah.
3: Talk we got to bring, bring her on i got a lot of questions she also, for her. if this is true she if she's if she's, if she's m- like mind brainwashing bears i think this is literal <laughs> witchcraft here i think like, did, <laughs> maybe, she answer, <laughs> did she answer so did she right? answer your question <laughs> tyler was it sarah, sarah the witch, <laughs> is, sarah the witch <laughs> is sarah the witch that responded <laughs> so what if she
1: like
2: builds up this bear army of she can uh-huh. control wild beasts and she can convince us all what our favorite ice cream flavor is those
1: are yeah. two very powerful maybe
4: she's feeding the ice cream she's to sedating the, bears. the
1: human race just we sitting there eating pounding our ice creams as uh-huh. the bear army takes over jesse there's your children's story
3: well exactly yeah and and, and i'm it's thinking too one. if she's that good at subliminal stuff is she teaching those bear arms to bear arms
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah,
1: yeah, and we're done.
4: Yeah. all right. All I want is ice cream right now.
1: I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear more, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sarah. Our next question of the week is just Sarah. Can you just call us? We uh, we uh, here's w- the deal. If questions. Sarah
4: can send a message and tell all of our favorite ice creams, she listens to the podcast. Yes. She she's yeah. met us. Yeah, that's where it's gonna be the real deal. If she. Can, well, that's the question. I wonder on. if she
1: has to do it like. She has, like, some questions she has to ask That's what I'm saying. Like,
3: it it would be like doing a magic trick over Zoom. It's like, okay, if you can do it, if you can read my mind over Zoom, I'm pretty impressed. You know, but if I'm, (laughs) like, Cameron and I had a mind-reading thing at, like, a dinner table, and I was very impressed. But in my mind, I'm like, he's just really good at some sort of weird sleight of hand thing. If you could do it over Zoom, I'd be very, very impressed. If she could come on the podcast and she could name each each of our favorite ice cream flavors, then
2: then I'm willing to, I, I would vote for her for president. That Clark, would, ooh, on next, can you
1: make this happen for next Tuesday's show? Let's get Sarah on to see if she can, A, tame our bears, and B, guess our favorite ice cream flavors. And we need to it. write our favorite flavor. And we have to write them down before. First, yeah. to Write yeah. them yeah. down. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. David right. Blaine. This needs David Blaine street <laughs> magic level integrity here with the setup, Clark. Understood. <laughs> Understood.
1: Got it. Yes. Uh and then of course our assignment is this week we need to go out and sample as many flavors as possible. So oh, yes. yes. that's yeah, Sure yeah, that's about idea. which one's our favorite. Yeah, but, but, uh-huh. but
3: but but we ha- let's let's say that let's make one caveat here. It can't we can't go to some artisan place then and have yeah. like, you know, guacamole spice yeah. uh, you so know, this it's is a be grocery store. standard yes, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah, there you go. It would be available in any place that sells ice cream. Yeah. It's one of yeah. those flavors. Yeah. 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 There you go. Got it. Okay. Uh, Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check it out. And if you want to follow Sarah, it's Sarah's, S-A-R-E-S underscore Tames underscore bears on... What is that? What was that? Instagram. Instagram. There you go. She's on Instagram. And her feed, crazy. Just a whole lot of bears and ice cream photos. I don't know. And bears eating ice cream. It's
2: a whole thing. She's marching down the middle of the street with bears following her behind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or maybe chasing her? No. <laughs> I can't Marching with her because she's tamed
1: them. They are yes. tamed. <laughs> fascinating Instagram feed All right, uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week All right, well earlier in the show you know here's the thing about the question of the week sometimes there's softballs right we're talking about best Christmas movies you guys are probably thinking the whole show ah they're going to ask us lame what our favorite Christmas movie is well guess what we're not lame like that we're not going to ask you that we don't care about your favorite Christmas Mm -hmm. movie well we do because we care about (laughs) you but we're not going to ask you that we're not going to ask you your favorite ice cream flavor. We're not going to ask you what animals you can tame easily. We're not doing any of that stuff. Earlier in the show, we got talking about innuendo and how Jesse just recklessly lets his children watch The Office for, with no filters. No filters. It's
3: not. You say I'm letting them. They log. I don't know where they're watching it. They figured out how to use. They they're better at operating all these subscription apps than I. They've logged into Peacock. They made their own Peacock profile. For all I know, for all I know, they're both caught up on Succession. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it got us thinking
1: about things that we watched or enjoyed as children, and then as adults later realized. Oh my! I did not realize that's what watermelon sugar meant. I thought it was a nice summer treat. It is not just a nice summer treat, it turns out, as an adult. Okay. We want to know the thing that you enjoyed as a kid that as an adult, you learned meant something totally different and you just did not get the innuendo. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts, And if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, when you see us post the question, reply there as well. And we will read our favorites on next week's show. It's going to be a little too hot for TV. Nice way. You know, it'd be December 17th, you know, we're in the height, the, the Christmas of feelings. And hey, the spice. heart of Advent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Specs it up.
1: Perfect timing. Christmas
3: right. spirits with your Christmas spirit.
1: Yeah. Before we wrap up the show today, I want to mention a few things. Head over to relevantstore.com to check out our latest merch. We're releasing new apparel, podcast fan gear, all this stuff every Friday. Um, don't miss it. Some great stuff. We're running some good Christmas sales right now. You can also sign up for our annual print edition. It's available on pre-order for a very limited time. You can save 20% on our big, thick, beautiful annual print edition. Go check it out. relevantstore.com. Also, head over to relevant and right there on the front page, you can sign up for our new daily newsletter. It's the top five stories every weekday morning. It's a great way to keep in touch. We put it out so much stuff on social media and so many articles are coming out. Who knows what the algorithm showing you the cream of the crop, the best of the best every day, sign up for the relevant daily newsletter, send it right to your inbox. Also uh, do make sure to follow us on all the socials. there's a lot going on throughout the day. You don't want to miss a thing and we're having a lot of fun. Oh, and uh, if you like the show, I mentioned this last week as well. If you like the show, you're a long listener, tell people, Help us out wherever you listen to the relevant podcasts. Go over there, rate us, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Helps the algorithm. Helps more people discover us. Plus, we love seeing your feedback. So head over there and uh, tell us what you think about the show. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Tyler Huckabee. I like that little pause you had there, I'm, Tyler. I'm That's good
2: suspense, i good. I got a brain. Right? Yeah. Nice, that
1: Ringo. Right. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Tuesday.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com.
3: Ringo, make a beat for this one. Relevant Podcast Network.